0: Back to another episode of What's Not Going On. In today's episode, we discuss a very serious topic due to my guest and good friend Tristan uh, being a survivor. We do touch on sexual assault, so I'm issuing a trigger warning before the episode begins that there will be elements of sexual assault mentioned and discussed in this podcast episode. And if you feel that that is too much, then of course click off and do as you see fit but without further ado let's get into the episode okay so welcome back to what's not going on i have a very special guest with me uh tristan espinoza the first sex columnist at the columbia daily spectator um there's a lot a lot to him a great friend of mine Uh, we're just going to dive into a lot of the work that he's done not only with his blog sex in the city but also the Indigenous Peoples Initiative. And without further ado, Tristan, who is Tristan Espinosa? Uh,
1: I wake up and ask myself that question every single day. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Tristan is, I think, just constantly changing. I think that's, that's what you gotta do. You just keep changing. I feel like I'm, I'm not some set thing and I'm still figuring that out. But hopefully when I graduate, after all the money I've spent at Columbia, I can tell you the answer.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so to dive in first, I really wanted to start with Sex in the City because I feel like it was something that I didn't really understand how big it was going to be. Like, just a short, quick story. The for One of the first people you came to about it, I think, was me. And basically, it was like after class, and you just came up to me, and you're like, yeah, so I know you work for The Spectator. And like, mind you, we didn't really know each other that well at the time. And you were just like, yeah, I want to write a sex blog for the spectator. And I was like, oh, my God, like <laughs> I didn't I knew you would be able to do it, but I don't think I really understood the amount of people that you would touch with it. So I guess like for starters, what made you want to put out a sex blog and a blog that specifically details your sex life in New York City? That's crazy. Like we, we, we do go back that far. Um I don't know. I feel like it was a lot of
1: things. So one of the things was, I don't. Do you remember in Frosi Were you in it first semester? Yeah, you were in it. F- yeah, you, you were in it first semester. Do you remember after the first lecture? Um, the presenter, she like worked for a bunch of Disney movies. I don't remember her name. Great professor. Um, she was saying that you everyone should like do a study. Like it'll change your life. Just like get involved in a study. And I was like, that's good. So I got involved with a study. I did it like every week. You like answer all these questions. But a lot of it is about your goals. And one of the goals I had was just randomly I was like I want to start a sex blog and like that was just something I put at the beginning of the year just threw it out never thought of it again come December they show you your goals and I was like wait like I should like I should actually do this because like all the stuff and like just like experiences I lived I feel like I should do this so like people don't mess up as much as I do um and then my mom came to visit and I was in a bookstore and that whole story in date zero, it actually happened in Olita. We just changed it to make it more Columbia-esque that it happened um, across the street from Columbia. But yeah, I was with my mom who loves Sex in the City. So I felt all that Carrie Bradshaw energy from her. And I saw this couple outside the window. And I was like, I should just write like, all these like details down about love that I see and just see where it goes. And that was it.
0: Mm. I mean, I think a big thing about the blog... Um, I mean, I, I got reading it was that, you know, I felt like when I was starting to read it a bit more, uh, the name Sex in the City, I feel like it was really an interesting name to use, um, especially coming from somebody that hasn't seen Sex in the City. So I guess the main question is are there any reasons for why you wanted to name it Sex in the City besides your love for the show?
1: I mean, I was really like, what should the title be for a long time? Like, for a long time, because like a title's everything. And like, maybe not everyone knows that that's the title because like it's just like a column. Um, but like, I knew it had to be from the inspiration from the TV show, which I like have a deep love for because that was my mom's favorite TV show. So, like, every night when I would go to bed, I would hear like the little H, uh, HBO intro start in the living room downstairs. And like, I would hear like, oh, is that sex and this to watch? um but we chose sex in the city because columbia university in the city of new york cuz like we can't do and because trademark so we were like okay and um but yeah originally the title was sex in the new city but that might be a little like spin off adventure for study
0: abroad but yeah i don't know so i would say um something that i guess touching on something i did talk about a bit before i think what was really cool about this blog was that it was something that we haven't seen before with The Spectator and it's like long history or like I mean we just both of us just joined it this year but I think another really cool thing was the amount of people that were talking about it like I had people that like literally my suite mates like that would just be like oh like you know Tristan like yeah like I read the blog stuff like that like what did you envision this to sort of or did you even envision it to be this sort of big, almost like I wanna say cultural thing at Columbia? Or yeah. That honestly it's
1: kind of crazy. Like it actually like did become a thing. Like it was kind of just like it was basically like free therapy, you know, like when you go to work, you work. Like that, that was my kind of like free, like I'm just gonna write about these experiences. Like while I'm figuring out what those experiences meant, I'm gonna like figure them out also like on paper like with especially surrounded by the people I love so like I honestly just thought it was me and my friends who were gonna read it like I remember when I first wrote it I was like showing a few people like two or three and they're like oh yeah like this is good like but it was just like friends being nice so I was like I don't know um and like I don't actually know if it's blown up because like I'm the person who wrote it so like I don't know the impact it has sometimes it's just like it's like oh yeah like I made this and like sometimes people are like oh this is really cool and all stuff but like to me that's kind of like weird like like what's the writer word? Like meta. Like that's meta to me to think that like it's like a thing. Like it's like people know, but like like it is weird. Like people do know me for it. And like I I don't know. It's, it's just it's made my life. It's it just made me appreciate my life so much. Like I'm I'm just so grateful. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still like fig- like figuring that out. Cause we it's a small university, like come on. Like we're like it's not like something huge, but like I don't know. I think in its little successful run, it's
0: kind of cute. It's it's a thing. So I <laughs> Like, I think for me, I guess, because, yeah, for me, it's like I'm not the person writing it. I'm more of someone that is reading it a reader one, but also someone that talks about it with other people. And I think what's really cool is that seeing the development of it is so awesome to me, because before, I think the idea a lot of people had going into it was just, OK, uh, Tristan's just going to talk about all like the orgies he's been in, like that da da. da. But it's so much deeper in the sense where, for me as like a straight male, I could take away so much of it in my own life. <laughs> in my own life and not just in my sex life. Like I think you tackle a lot of really big problems that a lot of us are working with socially in social settings. Um, but even for you as a survivor as well, um, writing that really impactful piece to finish off the series. Um, I guess my question now is, how do you, I guess, like, what do you feel the impact of the blog? What did you want it to be? Or what do you want it to be for the people reading it?
1: Hmm. I like, I never considered that. And like, thank you for saying that. Like, if you, if you felt that, um, I really appreciate, like, I don't know when people just say stuff like that. It's like, oh, like it not just helped me, it helped other people. Um, yeah, well I think, so it's like a two-parter. So I think it first started just for fun. And like, but when I slowly started to write about this stuff, it was like, whoa, like, wait, this has, like, a serious theme with it, like, the orgy piece was, like, actually about consent, which, like, when I experienced it, it was, like, that was in the back of my head, but it was, like, hmm, Um, which I have to, like, say, like, big props to my um, editor, Sonam. like, she fully pulled all of this stuff out of me, and we worked, like, a great team, and, like, full props to her, but, And then also, sorry, not but, but also going forth with that of like, what I want people to take out of it. It was, at first I was like, I just want people to like, not fuck up as bad as I did. Can I say, can I say that? Can I say, okay. Okay. I don't want people to like mess up as much as I did. So it's like, if I did something like so terribly, horribly unslay, like I want my audience to be able to slay it. Like they could be the same thing and just like have fun. But now it's kind of just become of like, especially date five, which was my piece about, you know, um, like being a survivor of sexual assault, like that kind of just became a thing that other people attached. like, oh, I'm a survivor too. Like, oh, I had a similar experience. So now it's, I'm just finding that like, if people can attach any sort of meaning to like whatever I write about and like know that they're not alone, like I think that's the best thing. Like I, like at the end of the day, I'm also just trying to normalize, especially how we talk about sex, especially at Columbia with the people that we have. Um, and for non-Columbia people listening to that, I just mean, it can kind of be like close knit, like close-minded sometimes even though like we're a huge university it's just like I don't know everyone just kind of tries to act the same sometimes of just like we in like same sort of mentalities and like even though we're progressive um there's still a a, like a hush-hush on certain things so especially whenever at the school where everybody and their mom's having sex like sorry to say like I just like want to like actually acknowledge that because there's no reason like put that in the dark
0: so yeah no, yeah, I hear that. I think especially in college, it's really interesting because you get you get to become like whoever you want to be that first year. Like nobody knows, or most of the time, nobody really knows who you were before. So for you, I feel like it was really cool to even like see the change in that, in, in your person and also in your confidence as well um, and who you are. But you know, oh, obviously, oh yeah.
1: Oh like, sorry, like no, yeah, like yeah. literally, literally I came out of college like Texas vineyard vines polo (laughs) boy like I thought I knew myself completely um literally after first semester like the ground beneath me shook and like I fell to my knees in a Walmart you know what I mean like everything about me changed and I was like what like yeah I don't know and definitely with this column like I think this column like made me like every date that came out like I figured out something more and more and more and like it was just like leading up to like the what's next I feel like for the next three years which is kind of crazy to think about
0: yeah, so you have 3 years more to write this column, hopefully spectator get the deal done, get the deal done. But um I think what was really I mean tough for me was that um I remember the day that the date five piece came out. Um and yeah, I think it was something that like you were saying that you know something that you know you I wanted to read by myself cuz obviously me being a great friend of yours, I didn't know what it was going to get into I don't think you told me yet so I just wanted to prepare myself but um yeah I mean I think that it was a really tough piece to read as someone that's like a friend of yours but also just someone that knows how much sexual assault can affect people in their lives so would you feel like that was the hardest part about writing the blog or if not what was the hardest part this year for sex industry mm-hmm.
1: Like, again, thank you for reading. I always tell people that because, like, people don't read anymore. Like, like what's the Kim Kardashian thing? Like, get your ass up and work. Like, it's the same sort of mantra. Um, no, I'm just playing. Um, I feel like I always joke whenever it gets a serious question, but, like, that's honestly, like, like, I don't know. Like, that's how I would describe my sex. Sorry. Um, I, there were a lot of difficulties with creating this. Like, date five was... A lot too, but I also knew when writing date five, um, like that—that's what it was going to be about. Like I knew since date four came out that I was going to write about that with date five, just in the sense that it was like I could see my own arc. So like that wasn't really hard for me. It was kind of it was hard like making sure I got every word right because I felt like, especially with with an ongoing investigation that I had, but also with making sure that like this will stand the test of time. Like will this be representative? and like be good representation for other survivors. So I kind of felt like that too. Um but I think the hardest part was just creating it. Cause originally I never I don't so I don't work for spec. I'm just like a guest columnist, but like I kind of do, kind of don't I don't know. Um but I I love my spec fam. Um but I've, but originally I was a writer for blog and like I created this with blog and it was edited at blog and which is another campus publication. Um And they kind of, like, changed everything about it completely from what you've seen today. And I just didn't really like it. Um, And I had to leave. And I didn't have to leave. But I basically up and took my child to spec, which it was picked up and saved and, like, nurtured and loved and not ripped apart. Um, But I think that was the hardest part was, like, figuring out what the voice was going to be and where to publish it and how um because originally like it was like a huge war of like who was going to get this between blog and spec um and just like who wants to claim rights to it and like it was just like uh so i think the hardest part was just getting my story out and once i did that i felt like free to like literally start doing anything like i even like talked about an orgy like come on so yeah it's like um that was the heart that was definitely the hardest part like no one really knows about So
0: i guess now as someone that of course reads the blog but also I guess for people that are just interested where do you see the blog going in the next three years of your Columbia slash spectator career
1: um I see it going into a crack house I'm just waiting now <laughs> sorry <laughs> um that's I like I really don't know like it all depends on if I will still have it like lived experiences which i know i will like i know crazy things will still happen to me because like i will just walk up and like sorry just wake up and like suddenly like i don't know like see something or like talk to someone for like five hours that'll change my life like that just that just how my day works sometimes like today i'm gonna go buy boots in dallas from someone i never met like work um but i like i don't know like okay so i can officially say that we're coming back for sophomore year like season two so excited i've actually already wrote the first one um oh, it's okay yeah it's gonna come out um during nsop and it's gonna be for freshmen um i yeah it's just gonna be like um you know just like find out yourself also stick with things like people groups activities whatever to find yourself um so that will be coming out during nsop it'll be like a for freshmen only Um, but I, I don't know. I see, I see it kind of maturing in a sense. Like I felt like the beginning of sex in the city was a little bit like, Oh, like fun dates. Like, but like, here's me going on all these dates, but then it got really serious and I want to continue that. But like in a more just fun sense, like I think every day is going to have like serious undertones of like themes, like for instance. Um, but I, but I also really, really, really want to get interviews. Like, I really want to just, like, have friends, like, for a date sit down. And I just ask them so many questions about their sex life. Um, Which I think would be really, really fun. And just, like, some people who were in each date, like, then just ask them sex questions after would be fun. Um, Maybe even a Sex and City podcast. I really don't know. Like, that would be kind of weird. But, uh, (laughs) um, I don't know. Once I hear my voice on this after this podcast comes out, maybe I'll hate it. Um, But, yeah. I also, I do know when I'm studying abroad... I do wanna continue it. It's be it'll will be sex in the new city, which I know would be a fun thing. Um, because that's also how I pitched it to Spec. But yeah. So yeah, I I hope it continues. I don't know where it'll go, but um if all is well, I can hopefully start making money off the I'm just saying, no, I can't, I can't.
0: <laughs> I mean yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, you know, spec gotta, you know, this is this is a big piece. Like I think what's crazy is that um <laughs> my first like year in spec I got a really big article um for an Olympian and it was with Henry Oltman and, and it was so good it was such a thank good piece. you but basically that piece was like number one like Miles shout out Miles my sports editor my editor he sent Ooh. it to me and I was like oh this is fire <laughs> I think it was like <laughs> Tristan's like date zero not even like the real first piece and I think you already broke like top three like and it was just like <laughs> repeatedly and it was so cool because it was like I would just joke and I'd be like, yeah, like, you know, Tristan just came in like a week ago and now he's just like banging out like top threes every week. And I feel like what's awesome about that is that, I mean, I think for you and me, like, you know, I don't think we would be writing just for like that top spot. Yeah. I think it must be an awesome feeling for you to write something and be almost like so vulnerable to a certain form of media and then receive such a good, like, I guess, feedback and support even viewership from it um
1: yeah like it was just I was like oh I'm like I'm just writing for me I'm just having fun doing my thing and it was like wait like people other people are like reading this and that's like getting traction I was like wait what like I don't know it was like kind of crazy like every time I would see it like rise up which like on spec there's a thing like top five where you can see like the pieces like it changes every day it says every week but that's a lie it changes every day and like it can go up in the rank and like every time I would see it on there, I, I literally just like audibly shit myself, like wherever I was, like every window would break in butler. Like I'd be like, <gasps> I'd be like, what? Like, what? Like it was so crazy. Takashi is dying laughing right now. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, they were just like, yeah, like it was just like, whoa, like, thank you guys so much for reading. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's so crazy. And like, congrats on your number one piece, because that was one of your like first pieces. You got to interview an Olympian.
0: What was the craziest because I guess like when you talk about the experience when writing it I think a really big thing is that I think I have to acknowledge like the difference in like you and I as like journalists and writers you don't want to call yourself a writer but you're very much a writer I'm not a writer you're very much a creative like a writer but I feel like what's really interesting is that for me it's like for sports it's not me who's writing it it's just like I'm either telling someone's story or I'm writing about how I don't know, like the tennis team is like top 25 or something like that. Like it's something that's already happening for you. It's you're telling your own story and you're putting creative spins on it. And it's something that's just solely coming from yourself. So what do you, what was the craziest, or I guess the wildest feedback that you've gotten from someone if you did, because I know that, you know, obviously I know a lot of people that are very excited (laughs) and very happy to read it. But I know that there's also a lot of people that might have their own opinions from coming from wherever they are. So what was, I guess, the best feedback or the best like reception? What was like the wildest? Doesn't have to be ne- completely negative, but something you're like, oh, like, okay.
1: Um, hmm. This is how I know you, my friend, because you know how to ask the right questions. Okay. Well, a couple of things with this, like, I think you're a journalist through and through, like, you're amazing. Like this podcast, like you're literally giving a microphone to people. I mean, not me, I'm not saying like me in particular that I need one, I'm saying like other people who've been on the podcast, if I can speak for them like you're literally giving a microphone to people who've never like been given a platform before like that's amazing, what you do is reporting like I don't know, it's just like when when you're like I don't think we can compare each other because like you're like telling real people stories and you're giving them a platform, right? And like I know you're gonna get more serious in the journalism and like it's just gonna go like further to like what's happening right now, like whether it's like historical or like political events or sports, like I know it's still like amazing journalism from you. For me, it's just like, here's a memory that happened to me. I'm just telling you it. Like that's why I don't view myself as like a writer or something like that. Um, but yeah, sorry, that's that one off. But the the question craziest, there's been a couple. So like um to me, craziest, I don't know why I automatically go to negative. But one of the most negative, which you were there for, like you, you were in my dorm room. I get this text and I was like, uh, I was like gagged. Like whoever did this, like gagged me. Basically what happened is, of course I was on Grinder, but like, I don't really use that anymore, but that was like way a couple months ago. I just want to preface that. I don't use, I don't use dating apps. Um, I stand by that. I was on there and I was talking to someone. Um, who I would never seen at Columbia before, but it says they were at Carmen. And I was like, this person's fine. Like, why have I never seen this person before? And I uh, automatically get a text from them. Like n- we never even talked, never said my name. I had no picture on my profile. Yes, I was blank that day because people be people be talking shit about me. I don't, I don't want I to, I just don't want that press. Um, and literally someone like copy pasted, automatically sent a giant paragraph that was basically just trashing me, ripping me, like saying like, um, like, I don't know, just like trashing my column, saying people have made fun of it, saying it's all untrue. And it like, it did sound like really, like, I'm not saying this to like, you know, get back at them. Um, I, it, it just sounded like really jealous and like, it was really envious and it like, it, it just was a weird feeling to read that. And they immediately blocked me after so I couldn't even respond which is, like, so funny, like, kudos to them, like, they knew how to, like, clear a bitch, but, like, it was just, like, she's <laughs> he's crying, laughing again, um, it was just, like, so hurtful, like, someone, like, took time out of their day, make an anonymous profile just to hate on me, and it was, like, okay, like, that's kind of how I kind of knew that other people were reading my column, and everyone had thoughts on it, so then I went to the Facebook, which is, like, where Spec post it for all the old people <laughs> who post the links to all their, like, articles and stuff, and under my date. Four, I think sorry I don't even know my own but I'm pretty sure it's date four it is date four, the great outdoors yes, the orgy piece. There was two comments one from like a mom or something like an older woman. And she was just like this is so inappropriate like people shouldn't be doing this and then another from a white gay um, in New York, who was saying how dare I like give names to like locations and apps for like straight people to see like I'm taking away queer spaces which I totally get as an argument. But I also think that like, we should not have to hide in the closet for fear of straight people. Like we should be able to have our own communities and we should be able to like have Grindr, have Sniffies. Like we shouldn't have to keep these things private because we're scared of straight people. Like if this was more common knowledge, like, I don't I don't know. It's a that's, That might be a weird argument to make, but there's just a whole, but I also do agree with like straight people should not be invading queer spaces just for fun. Like you shouldn't go to a gay club just to make fun of people and just like experience it. Like those are like safe spaces. Like, come on now, don't be fucking stupid. Um, (laughs) But um, so yeah, I don't know. There's a huge thing there, but like it was a really, it was a great critique that I never got before from like an outside perspective. So I did DM him on Facebook and asked to get coffee and like we talked and it was great. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you should always talk to your, critiques haters whatever to get a different perspectives so I think those are the craziest just like two people I don't even know and then someone like clearing me like anonymously for no reason but yeah
0: that's um, all I, I just want to say like you're so awesome because I feel like that's just such a crazy trait to have where after someone just like because for me I again I don't write things or publish I'll say that I don't publish things at the spectator where I'm just solely being myself I think the only thing um that I published where I could be a little bit vulnerable was a piece in the eye shout out the editors there they're awesome yeah Um, Derek Derek, yeah shout out all of them they were great um but it was about me and sort of my roots and my native roots as an African-American um and I feel like I got a lot of positive reception from it um from indigenous people on campus but it definitely could have went the other way and I think with you you experiencing that and then literally saying to the guy like you know let's have a conversation about this after in person is like the craziest thing because I feel like so many people don't have that skill like I think it's so easy for people to just be like you know what well it is what it is like I'm gonna do what I want to do and I think you have that mindset but for you to still be able to take a step back and be like yeah but you know there is legitimacy to this person's argument. And I want to hear that out. I think that's something that's really cool. And I'm really happy that you have now a very, I would say a very big platform in the spectator, through the spectator, and that you have this like, always had this certain type of humbleness to you, this certain type of willingness to keep learning. And I think that that's something that's so awesome. Um, And I just cannot commend you on it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're you're very sweet. Thank you, but, thank you. <laughs> so, I guess for Sex in the City, um we talk about it a lot. I'm, I don't know. Is there anything else you feel like you need to get off your chest about it? Or well, there's a lot I want to get off my chest. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> gonna...
1: Um. No, I, I don't know. I'm just really excited for what's next. I hope I hope people still read. Um, damn i'm scared of these younger kids i don't know if they're gonna like this but like young i don't know it's like the, the more you go into gen z the, the more opinions come out like good but just like they know how to clear a bitch and I, yeah, if i yeah. you know you know yeah. maybe someone's gonna come eat me up i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i'm just excited hope everyone likes it campus gonna be completely different because like our seniors are unfortunately gone which I love, love them so, so much. And they helped start this column, basically. So I wonder how it's going to go. That's that's just about it.
0: Yeah. Um, What would be one piece of advice that you'd give to Tristan during NSOP? Now that you are giving advice to freshmen (laughs) come fall, what would be one piece of advice or a piece of it or different piece of advice? Pieces. I got
1: a few. I got a few. But let me start with this don't go to 1020 whatever you do whatever you do please like you don't need like i know you don't have a fake yet just don't go to 1020 um don't sleep with the bouncer i'm just playing (laughs) the bouncer is a sophomore at columbia he's hot y'all um uh he wasn't involved in any of those allegations he quit because it was so bad like that's just how bad 1020 was just please don't go to 1020 no one especially the, the new freshmen because we're not going to, you know, upper class won't be there. They're going to think that's the only place that doesn't card. Like you just, you just don't need to. 1020 is very bad. Don't go. Don't spend money. Don't spend $30 on one pina colada. Like, come on.
0: But yeah. Um, so going a little bit off sex in the city, you are a mm-hmm. part of, if I'm correct, the indigenous people's initiative. Yes. And I remember you telling me this, you went to the white house at one point. Second I, went, I went
1: to, I, I went to DC. I did visit the white house, but I didn't, I didn't have a meeting inside my director and a close friend did, but like the IPI has, but yes, I've been to DC. I've been to DC.
0: Okay. So first for people that may not know, what is the indigenous people's initiative?
1: Yeah. So the indigenous people's initiative or the IPI, um, I was just going to say that, like, y'all are probably shocked that I have a real job. I'm just saying. But uh, (laughs) the Indigenous Peoples Initiative for the IPI is a youth-led organization that basically works as an advocacy and educational tool for leaders and policymakers to give a Native perspective. So essentially, if, like, there's a new bill or piece of legislation that will deal with native land we come in we given our, our perspective with the communities and tribes we work with and say how can we work to help better represent our communities with on like on a larger scale so like in congress in the senate and the white house even and our biggest accomplishment was getting president joe biden to recognize indigenous peoples day he's the first president to ever do that huge proclamation thank you so much like that was a a huge honor so that's what the kind of work that we do with policymakers and we're still doing right now we're currently trying to pass the indigenous peoples um indigenous people's day it's like become a federal holiday in place of or in lieu of Christopher Columbus Day um so yeah that's just kind of the work we're doing right now and where we're still going
0: yeah so what made you want to be first become a part of it, but then also work for them and even get to the point where you're going to D.C. and getting certain legislation passed and helping on a more judicial level?
1: Yeah. So not um, many people know because I feel like it just it doesn't really come up, especially as a white passing individual. Um, but I'm Osage Native American, um, which we come from like the panhandle from Oklahoma. Um, my my grandma's side. So my mom's mom's side of the family is all Osage. Um, And that's like really had a huge influence on not only my life, my parents' life, my brother's life, uh, just influenced, um, I don't know, a lot of important decisions and who I am and the the culture at home. Um, So I really wanted to get more active in that. So I got more active because like in small Texas, rural random towns, um, you don't really have a lot of representation as you like, but you go to college, you know, you can find and forge this. Um, so I got involved with the IPI from the director, Dylan Baca, who is also a Columbia freshman, amazing guy, hard worker, like probably future president. Um, he invited me to the IPI. And since then, it's just been um, I don't know, amazing. Like, I'm just proud and thankful to be given the opportunity to represent Osage Native Americans um and yeah and also i do want to say that one of my great family members was the chief of osage so like that's kind of like where our bloodline comes from of like being involved with that i I just want to always shout out that because that's like a big deal (laughs)
0: so i'm like yay like no yeah as you should like i mean i think that that's something that's really that's huge and i think a big thing that i take into account is just taking pride in your roots where you come from um especially us being people of color like i think that there are a lot of times where we're not given A, given platforms, or B, given the confidence or even the importance to share our platform. And I think that that's such a key thing that we have to find within ourselves and take pride in and also use that extra energy to express. Because there's a lot of times where we won't be even given the window to do that. So again, that's awesome. Um, And to conclude, or to sort of get to the last two questions, first, what do you want your impact to be through the work that you're doing, through Sex in the City, through Sex in the New City, possibly, through the Indigenous Peoples Initiative and future projects that you see yourself doing?
1: Hmm. Um, Well, I think for IPI, it's definitely just Indigenous representation. Like, that's all we can do in a country where we are so politically mixed we are always in turmoil where people are not always heard if I can help give a microphone to people who have never been heard before like amazing like I don't want to speak for them I just want to give them a mic to amplify their voice so that's something I can do with IPI amazing but I think with that with that trait and with sex in the city I just want to teach like to be yourself like it's you're gonna have to find yourself you're gonna have to figure out who you are you're gonna realize that like you're not a monolith you change almost every day um I just want to really like make sure that People can be good humans, figuring themselves out, and just I don't know, take it one day at a time. So yeah, that's just what I hope to do, like with sex and sitting and everything. I also feel more empowered with sex. Like y'all should be having sex anywhere you want, stacks, you name it. I don't know. I'm just playing. I've done it in Pupin, Sorry, <laughs> but
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey say know. what you said. What you said. You said what you said. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, just hope
1: people,
0: I don't know. I just
1: hope. I just hope people be the best, kindest amazing sexiest version of themselves possible so yeah that's just how I can help empower people to do
0: um I will say one piece of advice that or I think it was like a quote but it was something funny but something that I feel like is real you know I think you said this one time you might not remember you're like you know hey it doesn't matter whatever makes you come or like whatever makes you (laughs) and it's, it's like it sounds crazy but it's so true and I think that not only sexually but just and it's like whatever makes you happy whatever gives you pleasure like do it like don't yeah yeah it's (laughs) just it's really it really can just sometimes people just overthink and there's just so many gender roles things like that where you feel like you need to fit into a certain box and I feel like that like sentence in itself just like it just is so much bigger than just like a a crude sex joke you know but
1: it it is life is about pleasure if you can do that in your work and your sex and finding yourself. What then sure, whatever makes you come, you know. <laughs> let's, let's, just, come. <laughs> let's 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 give let's, fuck it. Fuck it. Give it a whirl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the final question, Tristan. This has been a great conversation. Oh um, thank
1: you so much for letting me be here, by the way. I love this. My pleasure.
0: Um where do you hope to see yourself in five, ten years after Columbia, after grad school, after you've mm. been to different places for study abroad? Where do you see Tristan?
1: I remember we talked about this. Me and you were walking back from the spec office um, with Sanem. It was late. It was a beautiful night. that we were just walking in the street. And I remember this question got asked. And I didn't know how to answer. And I sometimes still don't. But I picture myself, so five years from now. I will be finished with law school, um, so it can go multiple routes, so I feel like it's either going to go, I work in a firm, I work in crisis PR, which is still a law firm, um, which is my dream to be a crisis, like, fixer, um, or, like, I don't know, what if I, like, I did writing, I, I I really don't know, like, I work, I worked for, like, the New York Times, just like that, like, I don't know, um, I feel like after law school, my life is just up in the air, um, But yeah, I don't know. I hope to either something like that, maybe the UN. But like, I know I really have to live in London. Like, I know I'm going to be in London for a bit. And then, because I've done New York, I've done Texas. I know I'm going to be in London, then maybe Norway, which is where I really want to retire to with family. Um, But I also know I have to return to Austin. There's a lot of political work I want to do here. There's a lot I want to change in my home state. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I'll just be happy. If I'm still single in 10 years, my column was a joke. Everything I said was a lie. I'm a horrible person. Please make sure I'm having sex. I'm just playing. Oh <laughs> um, hopefully I'm happy. I just, I just wish I'm happy. And I want kids. I really want kids. I want to be a dad, but maybe not in 10 years.
0: But yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: And we'll still be friends. Of course. Of course. Right.
0: Of course. Of course. Anything you want to say? Anything? You love, want
1: to... You. Love, love you. Love you. Love you, Takashi. Love you all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if you did. Of course.
0: Tristan, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a pleasure Tristan um and yeah I think this is a really great conversation and I'm just very happy that I could get a time with you to have it I finally recorded because we've had right recorded or recorded recorded, recorded
1: we should we should never
0: record our conversations for our safety again <laughs> this might be the first and last hopefully not the last but for legal reasons we'll see, we'll see. of course thank you so much Thank you for making it through this episode of What's Not Going On. I want to thank my guest Tristan again for coming on. It was a really great conversation. I think we covered a lot of great, really interesting topics and a lot of important ones as well. Um, and this was also a very different episode from past ones. Uh, we touched on different topics, but also used I used a different sort of format. So if you have any comments, feel free to hit me on at What's Not Going On on Instagram. Um, there you can get the latest episodes interactive things and you can share your opinions to me about what you want to hear the topics you want to hear and even if you're interested to come on um but with that all being said I hope you all have an amazing week this is the episode for the week and stay blessed peace